everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Dish. We are live. We are on the air on this beautiful December Saturday. Yes, it is lovely. It is lovely to be here. I'm sorry. I'm just catching up. No, Where it's all right. <laughs> uh, it's really nice out today. It's a little chilly. I did have a small mishap on the way to work. Yeah, you. <laughs> I took like my rocker panel of my car off by not anticipating a curb properly. Listen, things happen. It was like dragging down the road. I had to get out. And... It's December. That's yeah. going to happen. Like you're going to just have to deal with oh, that. Seriously. This is a day. This is a day. Like I have to drive. I'm taking care of my sister's kids this weekend, and I have a 45 minute drive to Anoka six times today. Ugh. Okay. That's going to be like, I didn't do that in my life. I was a city person. I had one child. We did city things. Yeah. If something was a half hour away, I was just like, no, you're not doing that. Oh. But we lived right in the city. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're that. the person that had to drive 45 minutes back and forth all the time. Sometimes, yeah. It's yeah. all good. But you know, it's a good, it's nice. I, I was on the way over listening to White Christmas and I was thinking, I wish there was snow. And then I was like, but you know what? I kind of am okay with the fact. In fact, we bought our Christmas tree last night nice. and Jake and I put it up and we, uh, the guy was saying, he's like, the nice weather has been so crazy for like, he's like, I feel like we've gotten the bigger rush earlier. Yeah. And everybody in my neighborhood, I don't know about yours, but like lights are up. I have put up so many lights. So many lights. <laughs> I have done the Martha Stewart Christmas and I'm thrilled with myself where like I cut off my dried hydrangea heads and put them in pots and uh-huh. planters yeah, and uh-huh. I've made a swag that's lit. Wow. Yeah. I really you have gone all out because it's warm. Like last weekend, I was like, why, why not? I know it's supposed to be 50 on Sunday. So that's kind of lovely. I think that that's my last ditch, like chance. If I'm I decide to, if we just take this right up to like two days before, and then we get a giant dumping. Oh, see, no, I need a little bit. Like well, as I was driving, listening to the music, I was like, it's not the same. Like I don't. Everything's brown and it's toasty, and with a blue sky, I just feel fall. The, I don't feel Christmas. The music has started. The Christmas yep. stations are on. My little niece has watched 11 Christmas movies so far, and it's already December, what, 2nd? 2nd, yeah. Um, The Elf on the Shelf has flown in from the North Pole. Okay. We found him this morning in the toaster. If you're a mom of young kids, you know about the Elf on the Shelf, because the kids told me he doesn't come to grown-ups' house, just kids' houses. Oh, that explains it. The Elf, do you know about the Elf, where the Elf flies around at night and keeps an eye on good kids and bad kids and shows up in mysterious places? Yes. He was in the toaster this morning. Okay. That seems crazy. And I was glad we didn't have to make toast. (laughs) It is fun. I like that. Uh, We have lots of eating and cookie news today. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so much. This week has been a little bit crazy with restaurant openings. Yeah, and tell me where you've been. On. Well, let's just talk about the place where you you went to. So I that's did. why I figured it was good to talk about it. Was we both went not together, but to High High. Yes, which um, is the new restaurant in Northeast Minneapolis in from, the old Double Deuce. Yep, from uh, Christina uh, Noyan and Burke Grudem, who are the owners of Ola Repa, and so they have opened this. They've scrubbed out the Gentlemen's Club. And really sort of revamped it. They have retooled it to a point where, I mean, I was in the Deuce Deuce one time and I barely remember it. But I've it was, been in there a few times. Yeah. <laughs> front and back of yeah. the Deuce. Uh, but I will say I didn't recognize it. It's yeah. completely different. No, it's gorgeous. It's very bright and light and very, uh, it's tropical. It's just sugar yes. cane dripping on over everything. It's awesome. It's the wallpaper game and is blue oh, and green. And it feels like humidity is being piped in. You yeah, know what I mean? Maybe. Um, but the food is also, so it's Southeast Asian street food. And I don't know about you, but I just was blown away. I just had, it was so nummy. Like we just had the, did you have the crispy rice salad? 
Tell me what you ate. Because okay. I had sticky rice. Okay. You had the Hanoi sticky rice. Probably. I did. And I it had this thing called pork floss, yeah. which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Really finely shredded, like strange, strangely flossy pork. Okay. They described it well. I wanted there to be some sauce with that dish. Oh. There wasn't really a lot of sauce. So I'm hoping that that gets a little saucier. We had these saucy rice dish, though. I mean, is it? Well, I didn't. And I don't I like I didn't try it. Sticky rice. I don't think of as a saucy dish, but I didn't see it with pork floss. So I don't know. I just need some sauce. Okay. I like some, some nakchom or like some fish sauce? I, some sauce. Okay. Give me some sauce. Okay. I had cucumbers in like a little vinegary something, which was great, mm-hmm. but I just wanted some sauce. Okay. Um, the other, we had these clams that were the amazing. clams. Yeah. Lemon and they came with clams. like this giant puffed. It's rice. Pork skin or what was that? It was, it, they were rice crackers. They were puffed rice crackers. It looked like, you know, those big pork ears yeah. that you get, the yeah. puffy pork rinds. Yeah. That's what it looked like. But that was really tasty. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. I, I liked everything I had. I think the drinks are killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the bar is beautiful. Yeah. I can see it really being a fun neighborhood spot. Yeah. I had something that was so unexpected and I loved it. It was this turmeric cod dill dish. Yeah, I didn't get that, but I that thought. That was great. That looked it good. It was on like this bed of rice noodles and the spice was perfect. I really liked that dish a lot. Nice. And then another weird kind of thing was these potatoes that were on a lime cream. Okay. And then with nuts and mint and yeah. it was really good. Mm-hmm. We did. So the crispy rice salad was, there's just chunks of that, you know, that's, it's like sticky rice, but it's, but they're like fried crispy caramelized, bits. Yeah. you know, and it was like all the stuff you scrape off the bottom of the pot, not burnt, but just beautifully chewy and crispy. And they had it mixed with like the fresh cilantro and the onions and the pickled vegetables and all the stuff. So it was like this really great, fresh textural experience. I want to order that. Oh my that God. Sounds I, good. I was like, I, I basically ate the whole thing and then I ordered a second one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened that's there. That's the mark of a good restaurant. That's what happened there. And then we had these beautiful little water fern cakes, which were like, I don't know what a water fern is. You know, and anything that I don't know what it is, I'm going to order that right away. <laughs> I'm like, the I'm the opposite. Yeah. You're like, where's <laughs> like, the sauce? I don't know. <laughs> is there a dipping sauce? <laughs> Why isn't there sauce? Yeah. But this was like, these were, and I didn't know what to expect, but they came in these little round dishes and the, the water fern cake was almost like a mini sort of tortilla resting in the dish. Yep. Like, and you were kind of like, I don't really know. And nobody, you know, I mean, we were there in the first night. So granted nobody, and we were sitting at the bar and it was a little chaotic. So like, no one was like, here, this is how you eat this. So we were like, well, <laughs> did you roll it It was up? like, you sort of, it was like, it's rested in this little round dish. So it's kind of like stuck in there. Yep. Like, it's not like you pick it up. So you take a spoon and you kind of have to loosen it. But we thought if you're supposed to slide it or if you're supposed to cut it, but we found the best way was just sort of roll it over itself, like fold it yeah, yeah. and then eat it. But it was, it was like, Instead of a taco shell, it was this sort of very dense, moist, almost like a rice um, feeling thing. You know what I mean? And it was, um, I mean, it was just sort of, Yum. it was lovely. And it was sort of herbal. I like it. Yeah. And it had little bits of little fried crispy onions and some things on top that were just lovely. Did you tell me about any, did you, I had a coconut drink that was made with coconut water that was made with coconut water and rum. Oh no. I, somebody else had that one and I didn't try that one. It was real good. And I was thinking like maybe it was going to feel like a pina colada tasting, but Mm -hmm. it didn't. It was so much fresher and so much lighter. Yeah. I like the one that they said, um, the first one on the list is called like, it's you're on sugar or something like that, which is of course a nod to the gentleman's club. (laughs) You know, past. Yeah, you're on. You're on sugar. 
And it's a drink that has, um, it's basically you get to pick your spirit. It's like, it says that it has the coconut. That might be it that you had. Coconut, water, and lime. and Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the one I have. Okay, and so then you get to pick your spirit. Like and I had rum. Okay, and they say you can have rum, you can have whatever. You, know, you could put tequila in there, you could put, and I put in mezcal, which was perfect because it kind of gave that smokiness to it. But I like that idea of like custom your customize your drink. Yeah, especially lime lime treatment goes really well with a lot of different liqueurs. Yeah, yeah, and especially, you know, yeah, because a lot of people look for their, they look on the drink list and they look for what their favorite you know, like if you're a rum girl, you're going to be like, I'm going to look for the rum drinks first. Right. I know I look for whiskey drinks right away. And then I decide, well, this sounds good, too, if I don't find one. Yep. So that was I will say that. So I did like that. Uh, some of the drinks were a little too sweet for me. Mm-hmm. And that was because I was eating. You know what I mean? Like I was for sure there to eat. And so some of those cocktails just don't lend. They're overpowering. They, they wipe your palate out when it's too sweet and too fruity. Yeah, and that's the rub with sort of that Polynesian style, Yeah, the too. tiki thing that happens. Well, we have lots of restaurant news today. We yeah. also have Rick Nelson coming in studio to talk about the Star Tribune cookie winner, and we're going to talk about the Union Depot bake sale. You're listening to The Weekly Dish, and we are presented by our friends at Red Cow, who have their 12 days of Christmas beer starting, and Red Rabbit, and also our pals over at El Barrito Mercado, who are getting ready to host your tamaladas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are chilling on this lovely Saturday morning. It's the kind of the height of... It's the beginning. It's really the kickoff of the holiday markets. I know that the mall was already busy when I drove by it this morning. I thought, wow, holy cow, everybody's out and doing stuff, and I love that. And what happens usually after you're done shopping is you get a little hungry. And so I know that we have gotten so many emails from you guys about like, where should I go? Where should I take my family? Where should we meet up? Where should we do this? Well, guess what? There are a ton of new restaurants that are popping open and it's kind of exciting right now. Like within this last week, there were like six new places that opened. Which is, is this unusual that there'd be that many in December? No, because what happens is I think people start, you know, they plan for the year, you know, they kind of go, um... (laughs) <laughs> they kind of say like, yeah, let's open a restaurant this year. And right. then and then what happens is the time it keeps pushing back and pushing back and they want to get it open before the holidays to get the holiday traffic, obviously. Um, but then, you know, because you definitely don't want to try to open. Well, I mean, there will be places that open in January, but it's it's a tougher time. Obviously, January is not exactly the biggest going out. After the first. Right. <laughs> so there's a couple other things that open. We just kind of wanted to run through some stuff. Yeah. Um, besides High High, which we just talked about, which is in Northeast, um, another little place that opened up uh, in Lynn Lake area is called the Hasty Tasty. And this is in the Falafel King spot. Okay, because I, I was trying to figure out what spot that was in. But yeah. I know now. Like Lake and Lindale. Yep. Yeah, it's right on that corner of Lake and Lindale. Yep. And uh, it's in the it's they painted the building. So it's like this sort of aqua, you know, teal color. And there's a they painted that post right outside. It's a really great old building. I like the name Hasty Tasty. Yeah, it's it's kind of (laughs) it's kind of funny. Nick Kosovich. So there's bitter cube cocktails are being made behind the bar. And he was there the other day during the media preview. And he was like, I wanted to call it just, you know, efficient and delicious. But he's like, they didn't want that. They wanted that's a funny name, too. Well, that was a joke. but (laughs) I know, but that's why it's funny. (laughs) But so he said, so what's great about this place is cute little place. It's a bar. You know what I mean? It's like a little bar and an eatery um, in that Lynn Lake neighborhood. It's not like you're going to have... You know, I mean, I think that it it needs to fit into that neighborhood. And yes, I think that they've done a really nice job with making it. um, They have a smoker in the back and they are definitely 
smoke centric, but I know that early reports came out that it was going to be a barbecue restaurant and it is definitely not. I wouldn't call it a barbecue joint. Okay. Because they have, what they have is they've got, you know, they've got ribs, they've got some grits, but there's also like lamb meatloaf and they've got this beautiful, yeah, coconut risotto. And they've really focused on making, um, you know, dishes that are not just, just Southern barbecue, but using their smoker for different things. And one of the things that they're doing that I liked was they said that they're not heavy handed with the smoker. Mm-hmm. Like they're using it to do little bits of things that are just sort of like touched with smoke so that you're not like, cause basically, you know, there's a point where if you get like three dishes and they've all been in the smoker, you're done. Smoked out. Yeah. Yep. You're smoked out. I used to feel that way about the North, the, that, that smoke North, pub. Northern brew smokehouse. Yeah. Northern, whatever it was. Yeah. That one, th- like in the very beginning, they had to figure that out yeah. too. So that was it. Good. Was like the cheese was smoked, the meat was smoked, everything yeah. was smoked. But and then they I have was... a good balance now. I would say I like that place. Yeah, have you? I haven't been there in a long time, but yeah. I thought that that was a good thing. Um, all right. Also, uh, the salty tart obviously opens. Aww. She opened yesterday morning, and so she's open. She's like, open right now. Right I could now. go there and see my friend Michelle uh-huh. and give her a high five. Uh huh. In fact, we're going to talk with uh, we're going to talk a little bit in the top two an hour two about the market that's happening. We're going to call Great. YC, but um, I'm going to say that that the, in the Heartland Deli space, you know that corner that was yeah. in the Heartland space in the they, Market House Collaborative, and they had the little uh, place where they had the beautiful pickles, and you could go get pastrami. Is yes. it right there on the yep. corner? It's okay. right on the corner, and it's just airy and beautiful and light, and it's just very very cool. It's very um, it's very I don't want to say female, but I'm just saying there's a lot of like dark wood and everything else in the rest of the building. And you walk into there and you're like French bakery. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, this is beautiful and light. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of fun. And I just I really and she's doing just breakfast and lunch. So 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And those are my ideal hours if I was a restaurateur. Really? I always thought if I opened a Skyway restaurant that I'd only have to be open seven to three. Yeah, so good that's for probably her. true. Right. Well, I mean, and she still has the bakery and all the rest. Yeah, of the stuff. I know. And you'd have to get up at the crack of dawn <laughs> and make all the stuff. Did you like any good? Did you find any good savory items? Um, well, yeah, I didn't. And I mean, all I did was taste a couple of dishes while they were putting them out. Got but it? I mean, like they had the picture that I put on, uh, you know, in the blog was there is a gorgeous, you know, buckwheat crepe. You know, galette, which was just this gorgeous, like, sort of there was ham and cheese and a poached egg kind of folded up into this gorgeous buckwheat crepe, which is gluten free just by nature. Yep. And then there was this beautiful, like, spice, you know, rocket arugula around it. And it was so good. It's so elemental. Like, that's what I want. You know what I mean? food. Yeah. Done awesomely. And it's attached to, of course, right next door is Octo Fish Bar, and we've talked a little bit about that, but that's also a new restaurant. If you're looking for places to bring family and and to go with groups, I think Octo is a really great place um, in the old Heartland space. I just recommended that to someone. Did you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and the fact that they're a seafood shop should not make anybody, you know, worried about it, because there's so many there's so many different preparations and there's, I will tell you, the seafood pozole, I will say it again, is one of the best things I've had in my face in Yum. this like entire year. I just loved it so much. So definitely give them a sh- uh, check out. I would say if you, I, I do you feel any weirdness about like seafood. Like, do you don't no. have any trepidation? No, I was no. in Croatia and ate a whole fish That's every true. day for yeah. three weeks. By the way, the whole fish thing, like that, is a thing that I think is gaining momentum. Thank you. And because why be. we're not doing that? Like, it, it's no harder for you to serve me a whole fish. In fact, it's probably less hard. Yeah. People are like, ooh, the eyes, the, 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 
It's that's, the eater who's scared of it, not I the just, restaurant too. Yeah, I want that crispy skin. Yeah. I want to pick at it. Do you want to sit there and, and, you know, sort of... Here's what I do. Okay. I eat with my hands. Well... I When I eat in Europe and I eat fish, I eat the entire meal with my hands. Because you can feel the little bony parts, you aren't going to swallow anything weird. Yeah. And that's just what you do. So, yeah, yeah I'm fine with it. I'm just, but I am going to eat with my hands. Well, I, you're kind of supposed to. I mean, like, quite honestly, that's how that should go. Yeah. Um, but I will say that there's uh, another restaurant that is um, doing a whole trout. But I think that the whole idea of there being whole fish is something that the it's not so much like the restaurant doesn't know what to do or how to offer it. But they, you know, it's the eater who yeah. has to get over that. A whole trout excites me the least. Oh, really? Yeah, because trouts are thin, like real thin for mm-hmm. the most part. I don't know. I'm okay with it. I love a trout. I would, like, I would order it if it was on the menu. I always order a whole fish at a Thai restaurant. Yeah. I'm the whole fish orderer. Okay. So I need to get to Octobar. I haven't been yet. Yeah, you have to go. Yeah, you do. Definitely. Um, also, they have at Book Club which is the new Kim Bartman Asher Miller restaurant. What a strange name for a restaurant, too. Not like bad, but just no. like, huh, I wonder what this is going to be like. Right. And it, yeah, it doesn't really give you very much uh-uh. information. But I know that she has a whole fish. We were talking, I was talking with Kim Bartman about it, and she has a whole fish on her menu because she was saying how she wants she wants more people to like kind of really dig into that kind of a thing. And, I, and Kim also has it at Young Joni. When you go to a restaurant, too, like I try to order things that I can't make myself. Right. And I'm not going to make a whole fish myself. No. I'm just not going to throw that on the grill. I'm yeah. not going to put it in my oven. The but that's, yeah, that's like why I order the things I've never heard of. Because, like, I'm not going to do that. I need to do that more, <laughs> to be honest. I'm afraid. But you're not afraid, right? I mean, I mean you're not I'm afraid of whole fish. I'm less afraid and... than most people. But right. But compared to you, I'd be like, ooh, Waterford. And, you know, if I can get a server, like, when I go to True. Grand Cafe yeah. and I talk with my server there, I'll order whatever they tell me to order, no matter how weird it sounds, because they do such a great job of explaining they it. Really do. And it makes it really accessible. Yeah. T- to be honest, and I know this will get better at this place, so I don't want to trash it. At Hi Hi, our waiter was kind of flustered. Yeah. Well, you were there. There wasn't on a, a lot of experience. Party. Yeah. So you were not even. I, I just wasn't going was to have first a whole time. conversation with yeah. him about everything I didn't understand. No. And that's the hard part about training parties like that, too. I think that's the first time that server probably served yeah, that thing. Was. So he's not used to that. And, and so that's he's hard. got Mike Brown on one side. He's got Thomas Bamer on the other side. He's got Jack Rabel wearing yeah. his St. Paul trucker hat and his turtle puka shell necklace that I loved, but was very unique. This is the second weekend in a row that you've really highlighted Jack Rabel. Well, it was his birthday last weekend, so I'm probably he's on my brain. Um, uh, Rob Jones, my bartender crush boyfriend, was there. Uh, if if Adam Eaton would have been there from St. Dinette, it would have been the perfect. The triumvirate. It would have just been perfect. It would have been amazing. But I didn't see him. Okay. <laughs> just so there's also a couple things. There's um, in If you're shopping out at Rosedale, you should know that Maya Cuisine is now open. Oh, I love Maya. Don't we love Maya? Maya is yeah. in the Northeast Taco Shop. You know, it's this cute little place in Northeast Minneapolis. And off central, right? I think mm-hmm. it's off central. And um, they have officially branched out, and they are now open in the Rosedale Mall. Okay. And so, like, I figure, my God, if you're gonna go mall shopping, and then you're gonna stop and get some snacks, go to get a margarita and some tacos at Maya. And everybody needs to do a little mall shopping this time of year. I mean, it's not a big, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Um, also, if you're out in the 50th and France area, you know, if you're kind of shopping around that neighborhood. Uh, Sakana Sushi is now open in the Pig and Fiddle space. Can you tell me about that? Because they have one in Highland Park and I've never been. 
I am. I have hard feelings about Sakana Sushi. Okay. They, only because they their Wyzetta location. Um, they've been like mean to me twice, and I'm sort of like. <laughs> I understand. Do you understand? Like, do you remember the? I get it. It may not be all of them, but for some reason, I'm never gonna go there. I won't go to the Wyzetta one. I might go to. The, I might pop into the 50th in France one. That's what happened to me with Champs on West Seventh. I know. When I remember. the bartender. Was mean to you. Like and, beyond. And then got the manager to be mean to me too for yeah, no reason. Right. And then they closed like a month later. I was like, see, see this is what happens yeah. when you yell and you're rude to your diners yeah, for no well, that's, reason. That's not really the way we do this. No. That's not how we do it. No, theirs was just the thing where they were like, you know, they were like, you can't sit outside. <laughs> and we're like, nobody's on the patio. And they're like, well, but and it was me and Jake. And they're like, well, we're waiting for a bigger party to take one of those tables. <laughs> so I have money. I will eat for 10 people. And I can't sit at one of those tables. And they're like, nope. Yep. I was like, all right, well, okay. I guess I'll go somewhere where they want to have my money. Um, okay. So anyway, I also think to let you guys know that the, um, you know, there's tons of new restaurants. If you haven't been to Martina, I know we've talked a little bit about that. Someone that I ran into was like, have you been to Martina yet? That is the unsung restaurant hero of the year. It's not even unsung. It's just yeah, open. I mean, place. like, this is my point is like, it's about to blow up because yep. it is just... In just South Minneapolis new. on Upton and 43rd. Yeah, it's the old Upton 43 space. And it's just it literally like they just had their uh, gnocchi night, which is the 29th of every month is gnocchi night. And they'll do a whole bunch of different gnocchis from five to fifteen dollars because it's all about in Argentina. They all eat gnocchi on the 29th because rent is due. So that's cute. And they all get paid on the first. So it's lovely. So those are the new, some of the new restaurants you guys that are coming are, um, you know, basically, you know, opening or open and there's more coming. And so it's a kind of an exciting time. So try something new. Get out of your rut. That's what we I'm have saying. Rick Nelson joining us next. And, you know, we always take your calls at the end of the show. 651-641-1071. If you want to comment about any of the cookies Rick's going to tell us about or tell us your favorites or ask us any restaurant questions. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Oh, I want to mention too, El Burrito and I were talking and if you are looking to have a Super Bowl party, they are considering doing a buyout for someone if they want to have like a whole space and have that outdoor patio area and maybe do an ice bar or something cool. So if you know anyone that that would be appealing to, let them know. Just give them a shout. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish presented by Red Cow, Red Rabbit. My sister just drove by Red Rabbit the first time she goes, Red Rabbit's on Washington Avenue in a giant red building. I was like, it's amazing how that works. And also El Brito Mercado. And we are here with our friend Rick Nelson. Hi, Rick. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here today. You have my favorite issue of the year. I get very excited. <laughs> I like texted you. I'm like, when is it coming? And I I think that the reason I'm so excited about the cookie issue in the taste section of the Star Tribune because I really don't, I've only made a couple of the cookies over the years, but I love hearing, reading the stories about people and seeing the cookies that you pick. And like, I just, I, I feel like when I see the winner, I'm like, oh yeah, I understand totally why they picked that. Like yeah. I'm following along in your methodology for, I mean, we've been on the show 11 years. Yeah. And I think, I mean, how many years have you been doing the cookie issue? This is our 15th year. Okay. So, yeah. 15th, <laughs> right? For 11 of the 15, I know, because we had you on in our very first year. Right. Or we talked about yeah. it. If And then, so yeah, it's just, it's awesome. So congratulations. Thank you. I'm I'm happy the way it turned out. I'm happy. I, I actually think, and I say this a lot, like over the years, like, oh, this is the best collection we've ever I had. <laughs> this is the best collection of cookies we've ever had. And I, and you know, 
I've been going back because, as I was saying, we were saying off the air, we're doing a book yeah. that's coming out in September that's 15 years of the Star Tribune's cookie contest with all of our recipes. So great. And I've rebaked about 30 of them in the last <laughs> six weeks. Right. So you've had a, you've yeah, had a right. retrospective. Yes. You can actually say, this is <laughs> this it. This is it. You know, um, I mean, I'm, nothing against the cookies we published in the past. They're all really good and I recommend doing them. Mm-hmm. But for me personally and the kinds of cookies that I like to eat, yeah. these five I would make all again. All again. Yeah. What is it For now? Different reasons. Because you're one of the judges, right. are you not? So, like, what are the kind of cookies you like to eat? Like, what's your what's your bias? Well, one of my biases is we want a cookie that we haven't previously published. So this that's is like hard. The, that's the phrase, and it's getting a little it's hard. Get, it's going to get harder. We've got seventy five <laughs> cookies in our archive now. You know. Um, oh my God. And part of it is uh, I like cookies that are just slightly different from what you've seen in the past, which is one of the reasons why we chose our winner. Yeah. Which is a very not sweet. Shortbread that's mm-hmm. got some savory elements. It's got rosemary in it, and it's got a lot of beautiful holiday color. It's got cranberry and orange yeah, in it. Yeah, it- and it, all, those flavors, all, I like never would have thought you put those together, but you put them together, and it's really delicious, right? To be honest, too, when I read about the cookie, and then I tasted the one that you made and brought for us today. When I read about it, I was thinking, because I know rosemary cookies can be good, but I felt like the rosemary was going to be more prominent, mm-hmm. and I'm glad it wasn't. Right, it's just a hint. Right. It's like the perfect hint of savory, but not too too much. Yeah. And also there's cornmeal in this cookie, too, yes. which is also a nice change. You I know? kind of like that, too, because yeah. it it sort of steals, you know, it steers us in a different direction while still feeling Midwestern. It doesn't feel like it's from somewhere else. You right. know what I mean? Because that's a part of it, too, for me. And also when you when you know, when you go to a party and there's that, the inevitable cookie tray. Yeah. You know, of course, I always want to go for the chocolate because I'm a, cho- a chocolate freak. OK. But I like the fact that here's a not sugary, not sweet because you get so overloaded by sugar at the holidays. Yeah. You know, there's only three um, tablespoons of sugar in this recipe. That's that's is, insane. It's crazy. Yeah. I've seen some cookies lately that I was like, like a half a cup or like a yeah. full cup. And I was like, a cup of right. sugar? <laughs> and I'm just different in my, my perspective maybe now because it does. It overwhelms you. Right. And then another thing that I really like about this cookie is how incredibly easy it is to make. You don't even need a mixer. An really? electric mixer, you can make them you make them with a a pastry cutter. You can also make it in a food processor too. It's really easy in a I food love processor. That. Really, really easy. It comes together. And you also have to roll the dough out. And usually I'm kind of a freak about rolling out dough like yeah. Uh, I just like why not just ask me to make a Titan missile because I'm not gonna ma- <laughs> right. I'm not gonna roll right. dough. <laughs> right. Even this dough is easy to roll. You know, it's like you refrigerate it for a while and it, and it doesn't stick. You know, you put a little flour down and you use a, a really simple cookie cutter. Boom, you have Done. these beautiful cookies. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So then well, another thing is like because you said you want something that's different. Have you seen like a cultural kind of wave throughout the years? You know, we've seen. Uh, it's kind of funny because we got again about 300 entries, which is kind of what we usually get every year. Yeah. And it's funny because about the last half, the half of them come in on the last day. It's like, it's like they, they're, no they're mirroring my entire no. career. No. Like you know, I, yeah. everything I do, I do yeah. at the last minute. Other people you know? are panicking. You're like, no, no, just wait. Yeah. It's coming. They'll be here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because in the past, we've it's very easy to to say we're not going to run. We're not even going to consider those cookies because so many people were were sending in cookies that were very familiar to people, you know, yeah. like spritz or sugar cookies or, you yeah. know, those kinds of things. And we specifically say, don't send those. Don't send those. But people do. Mm-hmm. People didn't do that this year. We had a, you know, we had a very small amount of those and we had a lot of really interesting, uh, you know, unusual 
maybe they're not going to work or we're not particularly interested in them, but they were different. And I really like that. That yeah. is good. Yeah. Right. Um, what was your second favorite? Like, was there one that you guys just wrangled over? And Well, there were a couple that, I mean, like, it was really hard to choose, actually. I yeah. mean, like, the winner kind of, like, stuck out. And then the other four, we were like, well, they could, uh, it's very easy. Like, mm-hmm. they could be a winner, too. One that was a big favorite was the uh, one called Limoncello Kisses. Um, it's by uh, Joanne Holtmeyer. She lives in Edina, and she loves cocktail parties. And oh. so she has this huge She's liquor and liqueur collection. And she's <laughs> like, how can I incorporate that into cookies? Because she bakes a cookie every day for her daughter, fresh. She like makes, you know, what? Put, puts the dough in the freezer and bakes it off fresh so she can put it in her daughter's school lunch. I'm like, I love lady? you. <laughs> Joanne. She is our spirit oh animal. Ribby, Dinah. <laughs> yeah. Please, wow. A, listen to our show. B, send us a Facebook or a text so we can have you on. That's just crazy. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Who, yeah. That wow. is like the mom of the year. Right. I it, love that idea, wow. though, of yeah. using your liquor cabinet because right. I did meringues one year with bitters in them because I was like, well, let's use some of these flavors. Right. You know what I mean? And were they great? They were great. Well, yeah. Stephanie has 200 bottles of I liquor. I do. I So, I so anyway, I might as well start using them in cookies. You know what I'm saying? That's Instead what... of shoes, yes, you've got liquor. I've got liquor. <laughs> that is the complete truth right there. Right there. It's true. It's true. Um, you know what? Another cookie that I really love, it's called chocolate toffee cookies. And it's based on a recipe that had been in Bon Appetit magazine. And then this uh, particular baker, her name is Bonnie Coffee. She lives in Pequot Lake. She found it at a website. And it's one of those, like, you know, like a chocolate crinkle, you know, the kind that's uh, without the powdered sugar. And instead, it's got good things inside of it. It's got walnuts and it's got, you know, um, toffee or yeah. you can buy yeah. Heath bits or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it has an unusual amount of chocolate. It requires a pound of chocolate. <laughs> So you're basically, and, and like a quarter cup of flour, like almost no flour Ooh, at all. Ooh, this is also so a, it's like in this, my wheelhouse. It's like a, it's yeah. almost like a flourless chocolate cake. Yes, and, and in a course, cookie. In Yum. a cookie. And it's really like tender and gooey on the inside and kind of crispy on the outside. That's it's really good. That's my jam. That's yeah. high cookie right there. Yeah. I know. Well, and okay, so you said it was from, I mean, it was adaption. So do you have right. like an adaption rule? Or I mean, like how close, how how do you, how do you take someone's recipe and go, well, this is exactly this from is the journalist right. and her yeah. people. Right. She wants I know. The I need truth. She wants I need know truth and exactly facts. Exactly how they're vetted. Well, the beauty is we are not the Pillsbury Bake Off. We don't care where the recipe you came don't care. from. No, okay. we don't care. We don't. Uh, we we, we, we want to know. Yeah. You know, if there was an original, where did it come from, so we can credit it. Yeah. But we don't care if you fell in love with this recipe because you discovered it in a Dory Greenspan book. That's perfectly fine with us. Okay. We just want to give our readers cookies that maybe they've never heard of before okay. that they so can bake. It's not about ownership of this necessarily. It's just no. about representing. It. It. And, okay. it. and it's like, and we love original recipes, yeah. and a lot of our winners in the past, of course, have been original yeah. recipes, but not every single one of them has been. Okay. And didn't we decide to, isn't the rule that as long as three ingredients are different, then it's an adaption? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a, there's an ethical right. three, you know, three yep. point adaption, you right. know, but you know, it's also, it's a, it's a, it's a gray area. It's a and, little, and it's a little bit futsy lately because of the, it's the internet has made everything so much easier to steal and just say it's yours. Yeah, exactly. So that's just, we just try to be respectful of that. You yeah. know what I mean? You guys right. too, we obviously. Do, we just want to credit yeah. it. And you know, you really can't copyright a recipe. You it's can't. Not, no, it's You not, just can't. Right. They don't allow you to. No. Yeah. Because the German sour cream twists look difficult. Um, you know, they, they look difficult, which is one of the reasons why they're so cool. Yeah. Um, it's by a woman named Rosemary Hall in St. Louis Park, and she's been making them for like 30 or 40 years. And so when it, when we had some issues, like, well, how do you do it? And, you know, she's like, 
She said, well, that's not, I've never done it that way. You know, we, we had a couple of pastry chefs make them for us. And they said, well, <laughs> I would maybe do it this way or that way. I said, no, no, I've never done it that way. So she bossed you around yeah, and told you <laughs> how and, to do it. Yeah. And you know what? They're not that hard. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a yeasted dough, but you're not. It doesn't really use the yeast really in any way. You, 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 it rises in the refrigerator very slightly. Very slightly. And then you roll it out and you fold and you roll. It's almost like making a laminated dough in a way. Like you yeah. roll, fold, you roll, fold. Like then a you croissant, cut, yeah. And then you twist them and it's they're wonderful. They remind me so much of the pie crust that my mother, yeah. after she made a pie and yeah. there were like strips the left little over. Bits. And yeah. she would sprinkle them with cinnamon and yep. sugar and bake them. That's yeah. what they remind me of. They're <sighs> really flaky and yeah. pastry-like and they're very, very, very simple. And that's another one that, like, you would see that on a on a cookie tray and go, "Well, that looks really unusual. I'm going to try that." And again, it's not it's not going to knock you over the head with any kind of like. It's not going to take you three days, flavor. yeah, to do. Right. And it's kind of got that elegance, right? When I that's saw the to issue this year, I did think cookie tray because yeah. it just screams like there's so much variety in a beautiful cookie tray. Yeah. So you're going to your event today. Do you want to tell people right. about the event so they can join so you? So there's this wonderful event that the Mill City Museum is hosting for us. It starts at 12:30. All of our bakers are going to be there in the baking lab. They'll be baking and handing out their cookies for several hours. Yeah. Um, and it's a really, really fun event. Hundreds of people come and talk about cookies. And if, of course, it's a great opportunity to visit that museum if yeah. you've ever been there because it really, it's, really tells the story of why Minneapolis is where it is. It's because flower. of flour. It's we you know? Our yeah. roads are paved right. with flour, you guys. <laughs> and it is here today. So right. you can get there at 1230. At 1230. And how long does it go till? It goes until, I think, 3 or 4 o'clock. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. All right. And if you're lucky, maybe you'll get to meet Rick Nelson. He's pretty charming. <laughs> he did bring us Wait, cookies. Wait, he's not so. going to give you cookies because we're keeping them here. Just so right. Thanks, Rick. It's a Star Tribune cookie issue. It's in the Thursday taste section. You can find it online and there's an ebook as well. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish from My Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And we are presented by Red Cow, Red Rabbit, and El Burrito. And we just got done talking about cookies with Rick Nelson, and we're here for the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. You can call in and ask us any questions, 651-641-1071. We also have a Facebook page that you can ask us questions there. We have Twitter accounts at Steph March at Stephanie's Dish. And we have Joanne on the line right now who's already called in. Thank you, Joanne, for being so prompt. What can we help you with? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just one of the um, people that was uh, made the cookies for the Star Tribune. Joanne, were you the lady that makes a fresh cookie for her child every yes. day? Ah! Yes. So I didn't get to hear what you guys were chatting about. My friend just said, oh, you should call in and see what yeah. they were saying. And okay, Joanne, A, we're really happy you called in. B, how does it feel to be the mother of the year? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if only my daughter said that, I would feel great. Well, <laughs> you know, daughters and mothers, we both have daughters. So do yeah. you you honestly make a fresh cookie for your child every day? I do. Mm-hmm. Did someone um, do that for you or how did that get started? That is amazing. Well, no, it's just very easy, though. So it's kind of a cheat because I make all the cookie dough and then form it into balls and put them in the freezer. So then... All I have to do is every morning just pop a couple on a tray and they're good to go. It's mostly just because I like to also have a freshly baked cookie every day. So <laughs> so the truth you know, comes out. I Joanne, I love that you called in and your friend Teller, thanks for listening to Weekly Dish. And I know you'll listen now for the rest of your life. I know. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for calling Congratulations in. Congratulations on your cookie getting yeah, in. Yeah. By the way, that was amazing. Um, gosh, I love that. 
okay, so then we also have an email that has come in, Stephanie, about your bourbon balls. Oh, just someone had called or emailed us about um, a substitution because in the bourbon ball, Nana's bourbon ball recipe, there are, we use walnuts. And she had said she's allergic to tree nuts. And what could we substitute in? And I was saying that she was saying, can I use peanuts? And I think if you use unsalted peanuts, you can, because basically you're just grinding this up and you need it for a little bit of texture and you need it for the oil, which of course nuts do. But you could also try seeds. And later I was talking with uh, Stephanie Meyer and she thought pumpkin seeds might be really good. Little pepitas ground up would be great. Yeah, because a pumpkin seed is not technically a nut. It's a seed. seed. So any of the seeds. And she was saying tree nuts and peanuts, of course, are legumes, which are um, you know, beans. ground beans, yep. but then any of the seeds too, you know, even sesame seeds might give it a different flavor. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. If you want to call in. Okay. That's for Stephanie's bourbon balls and that recipe you can find by Googling it. But if you want it, we'll put it up again too. So we also got an email about this and this is, uh, from Kate. She's an avid listener. Um, she said, we spoke with a caller a few weeks ago about a bakery cake, either Dulce de Leche or Trace Leches, that she was hoping to replicate. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was a cafe latte. Okay. Trace she was Leches like, she cake. wanted to order the cake for the holiday party. Um, and she said, would you be willing to share it? I couldn't remember it. I couldn't answer the email because I couldn't remember it. You know what else I'm going to tell you? El Burrito's Bakery has a Trace Leche cake. There's a kind of cake, and I can't remember the name of it, but they'll know, that is, there's a chocolate layer in it. Oh. And then a cake layer, and it's a traditional Mexican cake. And so that top layer is kind of that milky, yummy, yeah. sweet yeah. and condensed milk texture. Yep. And then there's a chocolate layer in it, too. Um, so nice. if you want to know about that cake at El Burrito, give them a call, or you can email me, and I'll figure out the name of it from Melissa. That's perfect. Um, okay. Do There's, you want to read the second yep, question we also that we got have at 651-641-1071? Yep. We also have another email from Nathan, and he says that for family Christmas this year, they are uh, making porchetta, and they were talking about side dishes. And a little info on the recipe, we were making it with skin on pork belly. We're looking for sky, side dishes to serve um, to, you know, kind of work with the richness um, of the dish. And they're saying, any thoughts on vegetable sides that may go well with porchetta? And hmm. I know I, you know, porchetta obviously is sort of an Italian thing. Anise, herbs. I was thinking like some braised artichokes might be nice. That you know? sounds wonderful. Doesn't I was... that? Like a little bit of a, like a lovely sort of, or baked artichokes, you know, you can do them in a dish and have that, have that, you know, sort of that beautiful tang that they have. And then, you know, that might be a great side. My very first instinct, and then I didn't say it because I don't know, but was roasted Brussels sprouts. Because the bitterness, yeah. I thought, might be good. Yep. And they're not going to require a lot of heavy sauce or anything because no. you can mm -mm. just eat them as is. Um, also, melted leeks, if you've ever tried to do those, you know, where you just braise, you sort of braise leeks and they get Yum. just beautifully soft. And like, I know people think of leeks as a onion that they chop and put into soups and things like that. But when they are softly cooked slowly, they are beautiful. Can I just say, too, no one makes this, but my mom used to make it and it's really good. And I think it would be good for this is braised celery. Yeah. Because it's got a really clean, light taste, and it's it's complementary to, I would think, the fennel. Yeah. But not with a heavy flavoring. Right. Um, I also have been making a lot of cauliflower mash. 
Yeah. And my husband just the other day was like, is this the cauliflower? He, he goes, this is way better than it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the same. I know. I was also thinking maybe like a squash, you know, if you did like a squash, uh, maybe a ravioli or something, something that wasn't Yum. cheesy. You know what I mean? Like something that was, you know, because if you're having the meaty porchetta with all the spice flavor, having like a little ravioli with a little so- uh, squash and sage in it, that might be kind of a nice accompaniment. To what it. about too, just like an arugula or arugula and spinach salad yeah. with roasted butternut squash, mm-hmm. some hearty, maybe sugared pecans or just plain pecans. Yeah. And then just like the salad girl curry fig dressing and that'd be decent. Yeah. Cause that would be a nice green, fresh accompaniment. There we we go. could just go on. I know. My God. I was like, we could just sit and <laughs> meal plan going. all morning This long. is what I love about you. Yeah. All right. We're going to be back for the top two in hour two. When we come back, you're listening to The Weekly Dish. Again, sponsored by El Barrito Red Cow, who is ushering in the 12 days of beers and Red Rabbit. We'll be right back.